Life is one long journey made up of many detours. Some are chosen and some are not, but they all teach us something along the way. Welcome to the Detour Podcast, where conversations about life detours and travel detours converge. It's one part human experience and one part travel experience put together to teach and inspire us to take the detour and enjoy the wander. Detourists, thanks for joining us again on this episode of the Detour Podcast. I'm your host, Sheila Shinsky, and I'm so glad that you've chosen to make listening to this podcast part of your day. Today's episode is part of a series on overall wellness, and it includes guests who are improving themselves, body, mind, and spirit. I'm really excited to start the new year with this series, and our first guest is awesome because she... Uh, has a special limitation uh, to her body, but it doesn't, she realized that really her issue was controlling her mind and enriching her spirit to be able to reach the goals that she has. So she is working towards improving her body, and this is Lisa Cunard. She's joining us for the first time on Zoom. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a adventure to record. We'll see what happens, but I'm learning something new too. And she's from Latrobe, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb outside of Pittsburgh. And she's 47 year old and a single lady who has a bachelor's degree in psychology from Seton Hill University and a master's in social work from the University of Pittsburgh. And she's had some formal training and experience in helping those with addictions, and so you'll hear how that helped her in her journey. Additionally, as I alluded to, Lisa was born with a birth defect called spina bifida and has been wheelchair-bound most of her life. However, she believes that each one of us is on this earth for a purpose given by God, and along the way, we get detoured on this journey called life. But if we look hard, we can find that all the detours have led us to our path, and the people that we meet along the way guide us teach us, encourage us, and love us. And so those physical limitations haven't stopped her from living a meaningful and productive life, and it hasn't stopped her from her goals to improve her body. Although the recording is not perfect in that sense, we do think the content was worth sharing. So I hope that the new recording method uh, of doing it over the phone isn't too distracting to your ears and the overall story. Thanks so, for calling in uh, from Latrobe, PA. That's very close to Hello. where we went to high school together. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's been a little while, but I'm glad that we've stayed connected uh, over social media and that we have the opportunity to do this today. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So tell us just a little bit about Latrobe. Uh, we went to high school in North Huntington, and um, that, so Latrobe wasn't too far away. But um, tell us a little bit about where you live. Well, there's a few um, things that the little town of Latrobe is famous for, and one of those being um, is it's the childhood home of Mr. Rogers. We all yeah. know Mr. Rogers. Yeah, he's a favorite. Uh, 
And the uh, second thing is it's also the hometown of Arnold Palmer, the professional um, golfer. Mm-hmm. And we are also famous for the banana split. Every year they have a banana split festival. Years ago um, at a local uh, pharmacy, the banana split was invented. Yeah, I didn't even know that all this time. Although on the Arnold Palmer thing, I do love the the lemonade iced tea split that he that was his signature drink. So good yeah. to know. Uh-huh. See, uh-huh. see, we've learned something already today. <laughs> okay, so let's just kind of jump right in to um, your story. As I alluded, you. Um, are on this health journey now, and you've had um, some great improvements to your health by focusing on getting into the gym and having a, a personal trainer. And um, and as I said in your intro, um, that's a little bit of a challenge for you, or it, it maybe a little bit different than other people um, because you are in a wheelchair. And so I thought that your story was just really inspirational just from that aspect alone. But then when I actually talk to you about the whole unfolding, it's even richer with including not just your body, but the lessons you learned along the way. So can we first just, you explain what spina bifida is and, and, what challenges, you know, you've faced with that? Sure. Um, Spina bifida is a neural tube burst effect. And what that basically means is that um, your spine has a, uh, it's open uh, when you're born. Mm -hmm. And they have to go in um, and surgically, uh, of course, all the uh, nerve endings um, of your spinal column back into this sac, mm-hmm. and hence the name spina bifida means open spine. And um, there's different levels of spina bifida. Um, I was born with a third one, myelomalignocele, which um, makes you um, more paralyzed um, to a degree, and that you are wheelchair bound. Okay. So where does your paralysis, if you don't mind me asking, um, where does that extend just so we can kind of get a picture of your challenge? Right. I'm an L3. So I'm paralyzed from my knees down from my knees up. I'm, I'm fully functioning. Um, so, so it didn't really affect me, uh, paralysis wise that much just from the knees down. Okay. Um, used to walk with crutches and, um, I, I don't do that anymore. Um, but you know, I, I could walk with, with the aid of crutches and braces at one time. So it was just, it's just a matter of getting around a little bit different. Okay. All right. Just for those people that are listening that, that don't know you or where can kind of just have a picture of, um, you know, what your challenges might be, uh, when going to the gym and things like that. When you were younger, did what challenges did you face um, as a child, a teen, and, and through your life that includes this challenge? Well, I think each stage of everyone's life, we, we face different challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, for me, it was more, uh, I think, social Mm-hmm. as far as trying to fit in. Now, I was mainstreamed um, 
in, in school, right in a regular classroom from the get-go, um, kindergarten through through high school. So I didn't have um, that challenge of a learning um, disability. I, I was blessed that way. Um, but like I said, it was more like the social aspect of, of fitting in. Um, but I, I was fairly active in, in high school and junior high. I mean, I was, you know, outside of school, my extracurricular activities included brownies, Girl Scouts, um, things like that, church groups, and um, everything. I really, in, in, in um, high school, I think like probably junior high, maybe like ninth grade, I started getting involved into um, different school organizations. So, so that definitely helped with the social uh, aspect of it. Dating was still a challenge, um, still is. So that kind of sums up like the social aspect of it. Yeah, um, which a lot of it, um, I think, is just typical as growing up. You know, we find right. the thing that makes us different. And we're always, you know, at that, that time of life, we're, we're worried about rejection and do I look the mm -hmm. right way? Do I have the right things? Do I have the right hair? You know, back back when we were in high school, you right. know, we all had the perm and the bigger hair, the better and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, <laughs> would my hair do that? You know, or did I have yeah. the Jordache jeans? You know, <laughs> and yeah. all that kind of, we're, we're, da we're dating ourselves now, but, um, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so would you say in general, you know, you had a lot of the same challenges everybody else had, but there was just this extra component as well. Ah, yes, absolutely. It was basically um, teaching people to not be afraid of my wheelchair, so mm -hmm. to speak, and disability. Mm -hmm. I, I guess that's how I would would want to sum it up. And just know that those challenges also um, still exist because I just think that we have this picture of a person with certain challenges, especially physical challenges. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that, you know, it's society. Society makes a picture about them. Yeah. Ma yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it paints that picture for us already. Mm -hmm. And what I have found throughout life and now middle age is that picture is not always accurate. And yeah. once you get to know somebody and that, and, and I think this is with everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, whether sure. you have a physical challenge or not, once you get to know that person, then you you see the you see their soul. Right, you get to and know I, that person. You, yeah. Right, you get right, and it's the same thing. It's just getting to know. Um, you know, I, I tell people, and I, I think I've you know told people, growing. You don't have to act differently around me. That's, mm -hmm. The wheelchair. I look at it this way: the wheelchair is just um, my vehicle to get around in life gotcha. it's my leg yeah okay so that's okay. how I kind of summed it up and yeah. I it, you know it, it throughout life it was very difficult for me to on the emotional side to um, accept that but my parents were very um, good mm -hmm. um, and very supportive of me growing up and they helped me with that you know they mm -hmm. taught me you be the friend you be the friendly one and and that did help. I mean that that was the thing. I had to be the outspoken one, and then I was able to to develop that, and not allow my wheelchair to say, "Well, you can't join this club, or you can't mm -hmm. do this." 
and be a limitation for you. And then also maybe if you're extending, uh, if people are unsure, like you said earlier, you know, they're not really afraid of you. They're just unsure about how to interact because of your wheelchair. If you are the one to approach them, then it uh, disarming their fears or anything like that. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so um, you went to college, you did uh, got degrees in psychology and social work, and then um, you worked in addiction, and you were telling me earlier that you learned something from those, those uh, clients or, you know, people that you dealt with in, in your profession that, that taught you something today. Yes, um, as I was teaching those people how to, so to speak, deal with life and, and do this journey called life, I learned as well. And one of the things that we taught the clients was um, to share your experience, strength, and hope. And that is for everyone. We all have an experience. We all have strength and we all have hope. And if we focus on that and not on what we can't do in life, then we're setting ourselves up for success. And so how do you apply that now to uh, your, your challenges at the gym and in your, in your weight loss? Well, when I first joined the gym, I was there for a week and I, at the end of the week, I decided that I, this was not for me that I did not, I, I couldn't do the things. Um, I was physically sore. Well, of course, because my body wasn't used to that kind of yeah. um, physical exercise. And it was like I was focusing on what I couldn't do and how it was affecting me. And I had to, so I, so I quit. And I quit for like a week or 10 days. And I really had to do some soul searching. I had to say that, say to myself that we all have that experience. We all have an experience and they're all unique. They're all different. And my experience doesn't have to be like the able-bodied people in that gym. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I had to um, reach within myself and, um, gain mental clarity um, through saying that I am worth this. I am worth this journey of fitness, so to speak. The challenges that back. come with it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, my, my trainers were willing to allow me to do the same kinds of exercises with modifications. Mm -hmm. um, and we all have our own pace. And that's what I had to learn. I had to to understand that intellectually I knew that I knew mm -hmm. that going in I knew that I knew that the week that I was there mm -hmm. but I didn't have it in my heart I didn't have that I was still focused on well I can't do this I can't do this when I went back I had to say okay I can do this with modifications and I'm going to do this to the best of my ability and you know what by me saying that simple thing to myself I achieved great success. 
just changing your mindset that way. So just changing the mindset. Yeah, let's, I think that's a, a great thing to share right now because there's lots of people who are setting new goals for the new year and they are maybe worried that they won't be able to meet them, maybe worried that they're not going to be able to stick with it and um, it's going to be difficult. And anytime you try something new, it's, it's going to be difficult. Like you said, like your muscles hadn't been used to doing that. So it's going to be difficult. No, no. Right. But, and, and I just want to back up a little bit for you so that you can sort of, we'll talk more about the gym in a minute, but you, um, so that you can sort of tell how you got to that gym, because I know that that's been an uh, important part of your story. But I have to imagine, because of what you shared with me beforehand, is that um, it might have been a little bit difficult because the whole reason you were getting to the gym was because you were trying to battle yourself out of a little bit of depression and some physical health problems that had cropped up. Tell me a little bit about this period of depression that you had, um, how you gained some weight and didn't feel well. And then you had, you know, you had your appendix out um, and all that kind of led to you getting there. Um, I mean, I think it's important to tell this part because, you know, you, you were coming from a point of already having some challenges, didn't even have to do anything with the wheelchair, just like being depressed or something like anybody else might be like, okay, I'm sick and tired of being this way. Um, and I'm going to go to the gym. And then the reality right. of still having that mind and having to change that mind is what you really just said. Right. So tell us about that. Right. Right. I, um, I did have, you know, a bout of depression where I, I had that mindset of, you know, this is, is this all my life is going to be when we get depressed? Um, we have to, to get out of that, whether it's seeking counseling to, to learn how to change our mindset. Um, and develop those tools because I believe that we all have them. You know, part of with depression is, you know, you overeat, using external things to try to fill a void. And none of those things worked. Mm -hmm. And I knew, I, and I was actually becoming a slave to that lifestyle. And I knew that something had to change. I just wasn't really sure how to do it. Yeah, and, that's, that's um, well, the biggest challenge, know. don't you think? Like, um, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt you, yeah. I'm sorry. But um, I think that's the biggest challenge, don't you think, is is you can start to identify the problem. You're like, okay, I have a problem and I don't want to live like this anymore. But now what? Now what? Right. I yeah. mean, I tried the, the overspending, you know, everything, the over, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. And so lo and behold, I thought I had the flu and um, it just kept lasting, lasting. And I, I go to the doctor and finally she said, you know, you really need to have a CAT scan. Well, she gave me an antibiotic. I took the antibiotic. I canceled the CAT scan because I felt like, oh, I'm feeling better. Well, it, as soon as I, the antibiotic was done, I, I got sick again and I had the CAT scan and here my appendix had ruptured. Oh my. So... Yes. So I, they put a drain in, um, and then I had to wait a while, um, in order to actually have the surgery because there was a lot of inflammation. So we had to wait till everything kind of calmed down. And then, so a few months later, um, probably a couple months later, actually, I had an open appendectomy because I'm full of scar tissue. Mm -hmm. Um, 
from just other surgeries and just the way my body, the deformity, it just causes a lot of scar tissue. So I had an open appendectomy and that was a big challenge. I mean, you have a 10 inch incision in your abdomen and, um, but within 14 days I was, I was good. I had, I could resume, you know, my regular routine of life. Right about then as well, uh, Sheila, uh, there was also um, another kind of health um, issue, which all middle-aged women will, will know what we're talking about. Um, I started going into perimenopause. Yeah. So I had, I had just finished the, the appendectomy and, and was, you know, recouping from that. And then lo and behold, perimenopause is was knocking on my door mm -hmm. <laughs> and and so I had to deal with that so it was like just another you know um just one more thing that you you have to a challenge that you have yeah. to deal with we, we all we, we all have to go through it you know there's no way to to avoid that so in addition to the perimenopause I needed another gynecological procedure so I sought out a second opinion and when I meant this second gynecologist mm -hmm. it was an in, it was an instant connection um and she told me not to make my mind up that day so I said okay when I left there I was like I still wasn't settled as to who I was going to go with so I by the second evening I had talked with a friend and um she said you really we need to pray about this so uh, we did and that third morning I woke up and this new gynecologist's name was written in the clouds and wow. it was like a sky it was like it was like a sky wow and 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 god was writing it in his airplane <laughs> that, wow. I mean, that's literally what this vision so wow. um i got out of bed and i'm in there in the bathroom brushing my teeth and i'm like god is this you and he said you wanted a sign didn't you and from that day forward i'm still with her <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so you got this message um, from God. Pretty clear. That's like quite amazing that you knew that this doctor was supposed to be the doctor. Yeah. And um, I knew from that confirmation that um, we would also be friends. And that is how I started uh, going to the gym you know I, we were talking and I said to her you know I really want to join a gym but I just can't join a regular gym because of all my limitations and then she said you need to call uh my fitness kitchen and talk to Mark Rollo and that's what I did so I made the call and I had to muster up enough courage to do so I think that's the important part too um so I I called and I I just said to him I'm in a wheelchair I want to lose some weight. I want to get physically fit. Can you help me? And he said, yes. So I went in for um, a meeting with him. And by the end of that meeting, I joined. Ah, oh, that's so great. And I think um, that's often the way that, that God works, doesn't he? He wants us to ask him for help. And he, then he just doesn't want us to worry about how that's going to happen, right? So you were all concerned, right. like, I want to join a gym, but I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. I don't know how uh, this is going to work out. And basically, it's like God said, here's your confirmation. So you don't have any, 
question and go to this doctor. And then through that doctor, he answered your question about going to the gym too. So it really was yes. a divine yes. appointment in a sense. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then once I got to the gym, you know, I was there for a week and, um, I, I, you know, intellectually, I, I knew that I could, I could handle everything. So, um, I did. And, um, I of course had some physical pain because my muscles hadn't been worked out like that in, in a very long time. And so lo and behold, by the end of the week, I quit. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had to do a lot of soul searching that next week to go. Right. Back. So what were your first goals in general? Like, do you think that you got discouraged because your goals were too, too high or you just got the normal amount of discouragement and then was like, okay, I can't do this. What, what do you think, what did you learn during that week that let you to go back? Well, I learned the, that week that I was away from the gym that I, um, I was comparing myself to the other able-bodied members mm-hmm. and I was focused on, Oh, well they can do that, but I can't. Um, and I was pretty much setting myself up for defeat again and saying, well, see, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was doing, even though I was doing all the exercises because they, the trainers there, they knew how they're very creative and they knew how to modify the exercises for me. And, um, so I, I allowed my self-confidence. Um, I didn't have any basically. Mm-hmm. And I allowed, um, self-doubt to come in to play. And, um, that week there away, I, I learned that if I went in with a new mindset of I'm just going to do what I can do um, and then not look at anyone else because everyone has a starting point uh, when they join a new uh, challenge. Right. And, and I figured that if I just didn't look at those other people and focused on what I needed to accomplish that I would gain success. And, and I did. And, and that was the key thing for me. And now, uh, to this day, I can look at what they're doing and I can also see their struggles. And Mm -hmm. by seeing them struggle and they're able-bodied, uh, that encourages me as well. Yeah. Right. We, so, so all of that, that I shied away from, I allowed, you know, I, and for most of my life, I allowed fear to rule my life Mm -hmm. and I had to make my mind up that week away that I was not going to allow fear to be my friend any longer Mm -hmm. and rely on God. He had got me through life up till this point, he's not going to leave me now. Right. And, and pretty much lined this up for you. So how could you fail? <laughs> you, could could only, fail? Exactly. you could only fail by your own, your own doubts. Right. <laughs> and that, and that, and that's exactly what happened. That's yeah. exactly what happened. 
So when I went back, I went back full blast, mental clarity of what I needed to do. And I, I mean, it, it, it's amazing what my physically challenged body is able to do now. That's so, so I'm not awesome. able to walk or run, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not able to walk or run, but my body just in general feels so much better. And when you feel better physically, you feel better emotionally, um, psychologically. Um, and it, it's, it's the battlefield of that, of the mindset. It, it truly is. And that's for everyone. Yeah. And, and that's what I've, that's what I've learned. And, you know, when you, when you're doing your exercises and it's like, uh, if say I need to do 10 reps of something, maybe on eight, I'm like, I can't do this. You know what? I tell myself now, you know what? You have two more in you. And, and that's, and that's what I do. And you know what? You get, you get those, you complete your reps, what you're, what you're to do. And, and if you just push yourself a little bit each day, a little bit more, then you, you kind of pull that rope a little bit closer to, to the finish line, you know, uh, well, right. fitness, and you, it's really never, it's, it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. You, you, um, prove to yourself what you can do. So that same part of you that's doubting the other part of you proves to yourself that you can. Yeah. 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 And I think you're start, starting to say with fitness, it's not, it, it's not a never ending thing kind of thing. Right. There's it's the, 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 the sky is the limit, you mm -hmm. know, there's no end to what you can do and learn and, 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 and get healthy. You know, every, every day that I go and I do go every day. Um, do you go every Sunday, day? I go every day. Yeah. You know, and, and as new members are coming in and, and this is important too, you know, uh, if you're uh, starting out on, on a new challenge, um, you have to remember, we all had that starting point. And I, and I tell the new members, Hey, look, I quit that first week. I mean, you know, I didn't even mm -hmm. laugh, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, cause they'll say, Oh, I want to be able to do what you can do. I mean, they're saying that to me. Wow. Now, that has to be so encouraging. Yeah. 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 And I, and I tell them you encourage me though. You know, I mean, we all have that starting point and, and, and I just believe that, that, that little laugh, um, that's part of my story. That is, that mm -hmm. is, that is a part of, of, of this, of this fitness journey. Absolutely. So the, the gym that you go to, you mentioned is called my fitness kitchen. Do they, um, my fitness kitchen. Or I made that right. Yeah. Do they help yeah. you with um, like your eating plan and things too, or is it just exercise? What What have you gotten out of that? Part of of what's so unique, and and this is just a local gym. And what is so unique about this? He incorporates fitness into your exercise plan. So you know you you can you weigh in. And, um, and he teaches you that balance, that healthy eating, mindful eating balance. Um, and, and he teaches you have to um, have an eating regimen that fits your lifestyle um, that's going to make you healthy every single day of your life. 
and I do not feel deprived of anything whatsoever. Nice. Good. Um, yeah. And that's the thing. I think we've, we've said it before. Uh, I know I, I've said it before, maybe not on here, but I've heard a quote that said um, the, the diet or the eating plan that works is the one you'll stick with. <laughs> so you have to yeah. be able to stick with it. Right. And, right, and right. And be able to live to with it and do of, it. We have to let go of, that's exactly right. We have to let go of um, our old eating patterns. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, um, it's like when you, you're, you're passing a baton, you know, you're in a, um, you're in a, a race. And, you know, you pass the baton to the next person. Well, you have to, you have to allow, let go of that former behavior or habit in order to move forward. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's, that's, that's what it is. I mean, you can't, you cannot eat unhealthy and still be successful. You have to let go of those things. And I think that's just, you know, I was, kind of reflecting, you know, in this new year now, and, and that's what I, I, I'm doing. What areas of my life, um, besides fitness, do I need to let go of things that are preventing me from moving forward? That's really good advice. And so um, as far as your uh, fitness, because that's kind of what we're talking about today, although it is a body, mind, and spirit uh, series, um, what is your next goal? You said with your, you know, physical training, uh, the sky's the limit on what you can do and you push yourself. So what's your next goal with that? Well, I would like to eventually, um, like to enter into a, um, professional wheelchair race. Oh, yeah? um, that is kind of like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of like one of my ultimate goals. Um, so some days I go to the gym twice, you know, I go in the morning to work out and then, um, in the evening I'll just go and go on the rowing machine to, to build endurance. Um, that, that is, you know, I'll be turning 50, uh, in about two and a half years. So I, uh, that's you kind go. of my goal by the time I turn 50 to enter some kind of uh, wheelchair race. I think that's an awesome goal. We'll be supporting you along with uh, achieving that goal. So, so much good information. And I think your story is really inspiring. And thank you for being so honest about, you know, your depression uh, and your faith that got involved to, to help um, put you where you needed to be. And then your real life struggle about going to the gym, because I think it's important for people to realize just when you decide to do something, you can be all gung ho, but the motivation can fade and the determination and the commitment, um, has to be there to continue on. And then you have to have those people that will help you along the way. And then turn around, you're now helping other people that are there. So I just think that's very, very cool. Any last yeah. words? And then uh, I bet some people are going to want to connect with you to talk about uh, these kind of things, maybe, uh, maybe support you in the, in your endeavors and just see sort of what's going on with you. So tell us uh, any last things you want to say and your, how people might be able to reach you. Sure. 
I, um, uh, the last part I would like to say is, you know, we started out talking about Mr. Rogers, and I would like to end with that. Um, you know, one of the things that Mr. Rogers would always say, and I remember this growing up, is that you seek out the helpers in life, and mm -hmm. and and that's what it truly is all about. And um, to seek out those helpers, um, you know, I have had to do that. I had to reach out of my comfort zone. And I had to, um, you know, share my struggle with my gynecologist. And then in turn, that was the answer. You know, she had, you know, that was seeking out. She helped me. And then, right. you know, I got to the gym. It's the trainers. It's the coaches. It's the, it's, you never know in life who God will place to help you. And Mr. Rogers was right. If you seek out those helpers, and, and basically what he's saying is, um, this is how I take it, is you've got to step out of your comfort zone. And, and when you do, there's limitless possibilities in life. Uh, people can reach me. I, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. So um, just Google my name, and I'm sure that any of that will come up. Perfect. Lisa Cunard, and that's regular spelling, Lisa, and C-U-N-N-A-R-D. And yeah. then uh, My Fitness Kitchen, they've got a website, correct? Yes. Yes, he does. And look him up if you're in, you know, the Western Pennsylvania area. Um, if not, he has people out of state, you know, uh, seeking out information. So please look him up. Mark Rollo, he's, he's very willing to to work with anyone. I work with um, another trainer. His name is Chris. They are all wonderful there. Um, there's Chrissy. Everyone is, is very supportive and very willing to, to help you in any way that they possibly can to uh, allow you to be uh, victorious in, in your life. Okay. And their, um, as I said, their website is myfitnesskitchen.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes. in the Greensburg Latrobe. a Facebook Latrobe. page as well. Oh, a Facebook page. Okay. And they're located in the yeah. Greensburg Latrobe area. But I did check out their website and they've got a blog that's got a lot of good information too. If you're not close by, you can still get some good information from them. So, well, yeah. Lisa, thank you so much for taking the time today and uh, being patient with this first uh, recording on Zoom um, for the podcast. We've had a little bit of technical errors and you've been very, very patient with me in all that recording. They're, they're going to be wondering what the giggling is about, but if they only knew, right, Lisa? Yeah. <laughs> No, oh okay. boy! There's every there's all kind of behind the scenes things that happen. So and as we said, I, I always said we're the Lucy, we're the Lucy and Ethel of the pod of the of the Detour podcast today. So you can really laugh. You can laugh. I mean, tell your audience they can laugh. It's oh, okay. Goodness. Yeah, if they only knew. Well, and and like you said, you know, anytime you're starting something new, which this podcast I've been doing for about a year, but I haven't ventured out into really doing uh, interviews with people that weren't local that I could just sit and record with. And so even for right. myself, I'm having to encourage myself because I was getting discouraged, like, oh my gosh, maybe I just don't ever interview anybody that's not local to me. And I thought, no, we'll get this. No. It's not going to be perfect yeah. the first time. The yeah. same way as my first podcast wasn't perfect. So right. this has exactly. also just been yeah. a lesson to me and too, but 
<laughs> I thank you for your yeah, patience and, anyway. And, oh, no, that's okay. And, and uh, you know, uh, I want to tell your listeners, too, to please uh, reach out to me with any information on um, wheelchair races, uh, you know, because I'm starting my research. So that's what social media is all about. So yeah. please help me. <laughs> please help me. So Awesome. All right, Lisa. Well, thank you again so much for being on the Detour podcast. And I will be following you and I hope other people will be too. And we are cheering you on. So thanks for taking the time today to encourage us. Have a great day. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. You can follow, interact, and ask questions about this episode and others on our Facebook page, The Detour Podcast, and on Instagram at Sheila Shinsky. To hear more conversations like this one, you can listen to all of our episodes on The Detour Podcast channel on Podbean. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. So be sure to share this episode with a friend who loves podcasts too, and rate, comment, and subscribe yourself. So you can join us next time as we... Take the detour and enjoy the wander.